Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, and this is episode 184. And if you cannot tell by the sound of my voice, I am so pumped to share this interview with you guys. I stopped by Nick Nice and Steve Gerard's studio at the Music Garage last week and had so much fun hearing about their new project, The Basura Boys. It's been too long since I hung out with these guys, and no surprises, it was an amazing interview. In episode 184, we got it all in and started by talking about how they became the Basura Boys. Nick and Steve are both very successful DJ producers on their own, but when they decided to join forces in late 2019, we all knew this was going to be a special project that would take it to the next level for them. Their unique fusion of individual production styles is just as good as the ingredients of a Chicago dog. Not to mention, they are both some of the best DJs I know. The amount of potential they have is truly limitless. Now, of course, we talked about the Basura Boys discography. Although the project is just over a year old, the quality of music they've released is on veteran levels. They've had releases like Lie Machine and Peloton with Eyes Everywhere via Solar Systems, shout out to Carson Solars, the Basura Boys EP on Envied Records which also features a collab with Wavepoint, and On Your Mind via Ferris Wheel. All these tracks have a different feel and we took a deep dive into how they all came together. We also had a great conversation on the future of house music. We talked about our perspectives of where house music is going in the near and distant future. Steve comes from the OG generation of house DJs, while Nick and myself represent the new wave. We discuss where some of the strengths and faults lie, both from a cultural and musical perspective. Either way, we are all excited to see what the future holds for house music not only in Chicago, but worldwide. If you've been a fan of Sherman the Booth for the past few years, then you've either seen Nick and Steve on the show or at the very least heard me talk about them. I'm such a massive fan of these guys and I can't begin to tell you the heat they have coming. And in classic Steve and Nick fashion, they showed me about 40 unreleased Basura Boys bangers after the interview, and my jaw was dropping the entire time. Sheesh! Thanks so much for making the time, guys, and I can't wait to catch up again soon. Now let's get into it right now so you can hear their story for yourselves. This is episode 184 with the Basura Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm here at the Music Garage in Chicago, Illinois, on the west side with two of my favorite DJ producers in the game, Nick Nice, Steve Gerard, and we are here to talk about their collaboration called the Basura Boys. I'm really fucking excited about this, guys. Let's go. I am uh, still very excited about it. Still very excited? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Steve, though. No, Steve's still... losing weight, man. Yeah. I'm finding I... it. Yeah, no, you giving something to you? Maybe, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I, it might be what's going on, but yeah. Yeah, I'm down like 25 over the last two months by just not doing shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, just eating less. <laughs> yeah. It's all in the fucking kitchen, man. <laughs> or lack of being in the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You just, keep, you just stay in the studio here? I've been limiting my time here, and honestly, it's helped. 
Yeah? Yeah. I used to be in here four or five days a week. Now I've yeah. come once a week, and maybe maybe I'll work. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Vibe's got to be right. Just haven't been forcing anything, you know. Smart. Yeah. S- like smooth jazz, just background noise. There you so. go. How <laughs> do you guys actually get in the studio together? Um, once a week, maybe two. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I have a home studio. I come here. I, I pretty much work on music maybe four or five days a week. Yeah. Minimum, for sure. And you're fucking hustling though with the day job too. Both of you guys. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's been hustling. Both of that. us got big promotions at work within like. Two weeks of each other, I think. Yeah, we're so kind of funny. We, we both we, we both were like, man, we ain't gonna be able to do this five six a.m. in the morning shit anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so it's down to like once a week. But uh, I mean, honestly, I think that helps because if if him and I start something or just he starts something, I mean, that gives you six days of just unapologetically beating yourself up over how shitty yeah, the facts. song is, facts. and then the next time you go in. You don't waste a bunch of time fiddle-fucking trying to, like, get other things to work when you know in your head, all right, I got to yank this out, or I got to change this, just right off the bat. Yeah. You know, you get five days, you get five days of car tests. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. And, yeah. yeah I'll, you, listen, I'll literally listen to a song the entire drive to work. Like, I'll listen to the same thing for 40 minutes straight. And it's like, <laughs> I just pick it apart. I, not even joking. Like, that's a real thing that I Smart. do. Smart. I guess. But your ears get a little dead, but you figure out what you want yeah. and what isn't there. You know what I yeah. mean? Is that and, a then, new and then and then by the time the song comes out, you don't like it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> who can relate out there? Does not sound the same once you hit play on Spotify. Oh, never. Thanks. Why Spotify encoding? Is that why? I'm pretty sure it plays back. I'm pretty sure everything plays back at like 192 off Spotify or something. Yeah. Not only that, but but the, same, um, with, same with SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud is the loudness level is quieter on Spotify, so yep. it's like 0. 0.7. Um, is like where it peaks negative 0. 0.7 as opposed to like you know. Masters might be coming in at like negative point one or something like that. Yeah. So like they'll like limit your track that's already limited essentially. How do you guys send demos like SoundCloud private link, Dropbox? Um, mostly SoundCloud private link unless like you know sometimes yeah. it's a Dropbox it's link. Key to that is making sure that it's downloadable. Downloadable and individual private links. Because anybody that's gonna any, any, anybody that it's that's gonna any label that's gonna give it a proper listen, they're gonna they're gonna want to download it. That's and play the wa- and play the wave versus just streaming. It might you might upload it as a, a wave that's good and dandy, but yeah. I mean SoundCloud's gonna butcher the shit out of it <laughs> during yeah. playback. So that is facts. Make I, it I do the same, Steve. How many fucking private tracks do you have on your SoundCloud at this point? Uh, three, four hundred. <laughs> how many different genres do you have on there too? Shit, three, four hundred. <laughs> yeah, you you probably at least thirty or forty. Whole rap album that you produced. Yeah, whole rap album is out. Uh, Congrats that, on that! I know you've been working on that forever. Yeah, that was that was a uh, God. That was like an almost three year little experiment of. Just I remember like, you showing me tracks. And it, it, I mean, it, it was just kind of nonchalant, like as a. Like, I, I shouldn't say a joke because like the music's really fucking good on it. Yeah. The musicality and the mix down and everything, but. Yeah. I, I think if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think it would have ever seen the light of day. Because the yeah. other, all the other pr- amazing producers I worked on it with, like they're all out of work and bored as shit too. Yeah. So I think that kind of helped. Like it's fourteen tracks. I did like, I worked on like seven, like maybe seven of them. I think seven or eight, and worked with uh, Kenny Graves, Cameron Loesch, uh from Born of Osiris. He did most of the rapping. Um, Nick Bernstein produced. Uh, we got Project Pat on one of the records from Three Six Mafia. So Mafia. Mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's just a great project altogether. So I mean, 
I ho hopefully it does well. We self-released it. It's my first time ever self-releasing anything I've been attributed with. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a lot of a lot of things that may not have ever happened came about during the pandemic. When did you guys actually like? Because you guys have known each other for a while. And yeah, it's just amazing to see you guys collaborate in a real, actual like we're gonna do this and not just like a, let's get in the studio yeah. together. I think him and I do were just. I mean, yeah, we met and would like you know we'd see each other you know oh, I'm wasted oh me too we'll see you later type yeah. of thing but yeah, like, yeah 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 because we were at Soundbar every night you know, every Friday, <laughs> yeah Saturday for years for, for, and you know? I would play main room every Saturday him and his crew would do the the round bar in there yeah and downstairs um, too yep and downstairs yeah well. and then I think it was basically when Nick the room that we're in now this is Nick's studio so I think it was when he kind of moved in he had another studio that was next to Hiroko in the basement yeah downstairs yeah. and. I think it. I, I think it was then when kind of we just like were like fiddle fucking around a little bit. Like I'd go to the bathroom. I'd hear house music banging the doors open. I was like, "Hey, check this out real quick." Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Vice versa, you like, you know, listen to this. Just kind of going back and forth and just like messing around on each other's demos and, and then I I think, the tune that comes out next month that we did, uh, what the hell's it called? Um. <laughs> Blow your mind. Blow your mind. That's it. Blow your mind. Yes. Uh, comes out on Ferris wheel recordings next month so and we that have was your mind and blow your mind yeah. yes and that was the first thing was party line i got renamed blow your mind it wasn't on us blow your mind I um like yeah i think that was our first track that him and i like finished as just like 50 50 together um and ironically it's one of our the last to come out i just was say, yeah. Label, it, yeah so that song got started in september of tw 2019 yeah, so like right before December the pandemic. 2019. So we didn't start doing like Basura Boys right. officially until we didn't really start working at music together until like probably a, almost a year ago now. So September, like September was kind of like the, the you the know starting like of like we started the test, stuff. the test rounds. We got serious with it around Decemberish, I would yeah. say, because what the first EP came, came out, out in and like March. We rushed the EP out too because uh, we we got some uh, we did what we used a couple vocal samples we found from Splice and then we we're realizing that there's a lot of other dope artists that are trying to use these mm -hmm. that have put been put play in like ids and everything and like i hear the the acapella in it but i'm like ours is fucking way better we better <laughs> get this shit out before they do it fucking ruin it otherwise yeah. i'm not gonna want to release this so sure enough envied uh the envied records crew Corey and all them they're super cool and understanding yeah. and they got it out early and i i think that helped a lot because i haven't heard shit about any of those other IDs now. <laughs> Actually, when I was listening back through it today, I thought the same thing. I think I'd only heard them from myself, like my own experience going yeah. to Splice. Yeah. That's a fucking great EP. I'm excited to talk about that shit. Yeah. That was the first release. I thought it was... That was our first EP, but first I think EP, we had... Lime Machine. I think we Lime had, Machine was the first track. Lime Machine was the out. first track that we yeah. put out with Karsten, yes. yes. All right, let's check out the Basura Boys' first release. This one's called Lime Machine via Solar Systems. You think I don't know when you're know when you're trying to hide how you feel from me you hate it when i stand you say you can't resist so why do you keep your secrets alive it means to let them die confess all your sins to me my eyes are like a lie machine i know you try to hide from me i don't know why you lie to me you could confide in me. I tried. My eyes are like a lie machine. I know you try to hide from me. I don't know why you lie to me. 
And then I think like a week later we had put one more out. No, no, it another was, single. It was the week later was the EP. It was like literally week, back a to week back. after that was an EP, and then like we had two singles quickly after that, like the yeah. next month. So I mean, you guys have like fucking. Been that was quick to turn. Off. We were quick to fire those off. Yeah. It was. It was nice because you know how many times have you like said like yo I wish I had like six months to do whatever the fuck I wanted to like really pursue music or pursue what I'm interested in, right? Yep. Like, I would always say that, like, if I just had six months where I didn't have to grind, you know, at the time I was working almost like 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. Like, yeah. Crazy hours, you know? And then the little bit of time I had, I'd be DJing, you know? I'd be having, like, all these residencies and I just felt, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. Never had this time to work on music. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's, like, the silver lining of COVID was, like, yeah. I literally get to work on music as much as I want. That's all I did. I did nothing. I was here every single day. Yep. I slept on that couch. Sorry. I cleaned it. <laughs> this is a pullout, by the way, ladies. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm sitting <laughs> out. I'm not going to finish that joke. But, but, um, but yeah, dude. Like That was just like the, the opportunity to see, like, you know, can I? how much better can I get if I just give everything to it? Like, you Absolutely. Know what I mean? And like that was just kind of, all these songs were the songs we made over COVID, you know? We were able to just kind of like line them up for the year and... It was cool. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll get into Ferris wheel. I know, I think Steve had mentioned to me that Ferris wheel, maybe it was you, Nick, that was, I feel like, 10, 11 months ahead on yeah, I releases. Yeah, I mean, we, we signed that track that comes out, um, we signed it last November. So it's, it's a year out. Exactly That's the reality of labels right now in the house music industry, though. Yeah. I think a lot of up-and-coming producers get frustrated with no responses, long yeah. release date time. Like, For sure. Everybody kind of took a different stab at what to do in terms of house music with labels and releasing music. Ferris Wheel is, is Ferris Wheel, you know? Mm -hmm. They continue to release high-quality yeah. stuff. It was just this year, though, that Gene switched over to... They're doing bi-weekly releases now because yeah. he's got that much material stacked up. Not just himself, but just all the... I mean, he gets, he gets a shitload of demos every day. And like, yeah. obviously only a handful of those are like releasable right and like that like the quality is there but i mean the the musicality behind ev everything that even a beginner is like i feel like coming in as a beginner now to making music is much easier than it was a decade two three decades ago mm. just because the wealth of information and the accessibility accessibility to it is so much more accessible to just yeah. anybody anybody i mean and you don't have to pay for these lessons you could watch stuff on youtube so Definitely. i mean i think that's a testament to why all these labels are so busy they're almost they never could have imagined that they would get even small fledgling labels like they i don't think anybody really would like would have ever thought that maybe even after a year or so of being an active label that they're getting all of this material sent into them and i mean you can't get mad at, no, at the labels not. for yeah like not no. everybody's gonna listen to your demo you know if that's they don't if they yeah welcome to the club that's <laughs> shit i mean how many how many labels you think skrillex pitched dirty sprites to, or or whatever scary it's monsters, called yeah, scary yeah. monsters and nice did i say sprites. dirty sprites, dirty sprites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like how, many, how, many, how many how many how many how many like big bigger labels than mousetrap at the time do you think he shot that to that were like nah, this is trash so but i also think that like COVID made all these producers that were already, like, sick as fuck, like, even better. Yeah. Because then they had all this time where we don't have to worry about touring. We don't have to worry about making songs on a I bus. Feel like they're going. falling behind. Yeah, we're just going to sit in the studio and grind. So they just, like, the people that were already good had gotten advantage of the people. So essentially, if you weren't working, you got pushed to the back of the line. I, I saw like. a lot of collaboration, though, with people on high, high levels, with medium to lower tier. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Not, yeah. That, not that 
Steve is necessarily like a you know a higher tier producer compared to you, but like he's been in the game, right? For I mean, sure. That must, you guys didn't get time like you did if it wasn't the pandemic. Yeah, right? No, exactly. I, I mean, exactly. I I were I unfortunately had to work through the entire pandemic like full time. I was still pulling fifty sixty hour weeks, but Jesus, he's the goat. But you weren't able to DJ on the weekends. But, yeah, but right. I wasn't able to DJ on weekends. Right. So I mean, that's that's a whole other ball game. <laughs> I literally changed my schedule just because it was easier. It was easier to work during the week, like three days in a row with him. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Shit, I don't. I'll go in and work a twelve-hour Saturday. I don't yeah. mind that shit." Yeah. So exactly. So yeah. So I guess we have that to thank for the Basura Boys. Definitely. Definitely. What is what is the name Basura Boys exactly? <laughs> it means garbage kids. Yeah, basically. <laughs> garbage boys. Basura <laughs> means it literally, very literally, Spanish, trash, right? yeah. trash, garbage in Spanish. So so it. ask us how we came up with the name. So one day I was scrolling through Facebook and I was tagging a post that said, me and Nick have started a new duo. It's called the Sura Boys. <laughs> and that's how we got the name. I was like, all right, bet. All right, sounds good. I guess yeah. we're running with it. So I love it. I yeah. think it's so catchy. Yeah. So how did you come up with this name? Came to you. I mean, I'm fucking garbage, Tom. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Own it. I'm a boy. Apologetically. So. <laughs> I always say that he's the basur, I'm the boy. Yeah. So there you go. You like that. That's a good combination. <laughs> <laughs> that works. So I want to talk about before we actually get into each track. Nick, traditionally more of a fast-paced producer, hadn't released a ton of music actually, but I but you've been working yeah. in the studio for years and years. I'd call it maybe a little more night based ass driving bass sure. line. Steve. A little bit of everything we just matched in the rap album. He's mm-hmm. produced dubstep with people like Porn and Chicken. But overall, traditionally, tech house and house. Yeah. When we go through the discography here, we get this like incredible fusion of everything. Like Some tracks, I mean, and I don't know for sure, and that's why I'm excited to ask, might lean a little more Nick, might lean a little more Steve, might meet exactly in the middle. Like Initially, when you guys were getting in the studio together, how did you decide, here's what we want to sound like? Or was it kind of just like shooting from the hip? Um, I feel like we had the idea of we want to not limit our, like, we want to make what we want to make. We don't want to limit anything. Yeah. If we have an idea that goes this way, let's run with it. Yeah. Let's release. Let's see what works. Let's see what people are enjoying. And right. then we can always reevaluate. Right. Actually, we said in a year, let's let's make a music for a year, put out everything, see what's working, yeah. and, and then go from there. Smart. But, um, you know, a lot of the projects that I was doing as Nick Nice, we have been converted to Basura Boys tracks, and we've taken them home. Okay. And vice versa, some stuff that he had as Steve Gerard, we've taken home. So okay. I feel like we always worked better together when one of us kind of has the basis for the project done. So it's like, not the, the, the structure, but the structure's already done, it's kind of laid out, all right, let's take this home. Right. Because he has a different way of starting a song than I, I would, and vice versa. I mean, there's a lot of things that I like certain ways, he likes certain ways. Okay. I like the way his music sounds, he likes the way mine sounds. Oh. So if we get it to a certain okay. point where it's like the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say all the creative decisions are made, but like, like fundamental decisions of the song are already made, and it's like, let's make this as good mm-hmm. as possible. I feel like that's where we work the best. Yeah, I, I feel, and especially like like he just said, if he starts a track and it's 20 channels so far and then I sit down and, and drive for a little bit, I'll look at it, I'll listen to everything individually and I'll be like, all right, what are these 20 channels are you married to? Mm-hmm. We'll go by there. We'll be like, all right, I love this, I love this. Uh, this might be interchangeable. Yeah. Like, okay, color it something different, you know. We'll go down the line. So, yeah, you have to make concessions for one another, obviously, I think. Yeah, true. But... It's a partnership. Exactly. Again, we're not like we don't we don't go in like let's fucking take this TikTok song and like hopefully we blow up from <laughs> that it. You I know, like assume, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not playing that game because that's just like it comes off tryhardish and it's short lived. And think. it's it is. You're trying to do everything like really organic. You got know? a Even shelf life, like yeah. Like I mean, <clears throat> I I personally I don't always think 
in terms of dance floor friendliness and what a crowd's going to think. Mm-hmm. You know, he does a lot of the times. I have my moments where I do, you know. Yeah. But I think that's where he helps a little bit. Yeah. And comes in to kind of talk me off the ledge a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not commercializing it. It's just kind of giving you a new No, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I knew going into this project that I wanted to be a lot more vocal oriented than I had been before because I don't think I, like... I would rarely use vocals in, in my, my solo stuff. It would just be, you know, more organic, Victoria's weird. Secret, yeah, weird, yeah. weird, you know. And if, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if, it wa- if it did have a vocal in it, I shouldn't say that, but, like, if it did have a vocal, if it did have a vocal in it, I mean, the music kind of would still be the thing that would be driving the track versus the vocal kind of doing a lot of the work. And I think we try to okay. do that a lot when, when we know we have a dope vocal or we track a, a good singer or something, it, it, I mean, I think we know that, all right, we like our, our tune Terrified, on that song we were both like, yeah, this vocal can carry the fucking song. Yeah. We could do very minimal things in the background and with, like, the automation lanes mm-hmm. and everything, LFOs and, and white noise and all that stuff, and we could really kind of make the whole track come together with not, with, after we process the ro- vocal and get the cadence of it down, it, we really don't need to do much else except build the song around it. Versus mm-hmm. trying to build a vocal around, like over musicality, and honestly, like since then we've we've been trying to do like pretty much all original vocals, um, like ourselves. So we've actually like all of our new music coming out is a lot of me doing vocals. No way, Steve. Yeah. So the last release that we had on Ferris wheel was actually me as well. I was gonna ask if that was Steve. No, yeah, it was me. Nice. Yeah, next. Yeah, that was next. <laughs> yeah, who wrote it? Um, me. All right. So. Yeah, but I think that honestly, that's one of those tunes where. It was, are you talking about On Your Mind? Yeah. Well, you know what we got to do now? Let's check out On Your Mind by the Basura Boys via Ferris Wheel. Why you texting and calling me all the time? I'm on your mind. I've been drinking and smoking the past the time. I'll be fine. Don't matter day or night. She think about me all the time. She blowing up my phone. I think I'll take it as a sign. The homies say she crazy, but that shit is not a crime. She got a couple babies, maybe some of them are mine. I get down on my knees and say a prayer and I'll be fine. We kiss and fucking make up and take down a couple lines. making it with you guys he's like but the bad boombox project just going in a totally different direction 
no no hard feelings, was cool enough to still let us release it. So wow. I was like, say less, it's cool, man. I get it, you know? It's a dope track. I mean, it's truly original. Like, <laughs> as, as a track within the house music world, like, this one, again, fusion of genres, and Ferris Wheel was definitely the right fit for it. Definitely. I think so, yeah. Definitely the right fit, because Gene is, you know, obviously a, yeah. a, a totem of Chicago, yeah. but... The way he's kind of, for lack of a better term, adapted to all of the talent out there that, that comes, like, and he's released, like, you're not just going to always hear what you might think is a Gene Ferris track on Ferris Wheel. No. Mm-mm. He's definitely embracing uh, the Chicago scene, the upcoming Chicago house. What's yeah. next? That's every label, you know? too. It's like, what's next? What can sure. I give it? What can, who can I give a shot to? Yeah. Every every, like every track that label puts out is a little different. It'll be, there, yeah. you know, there'll be, uh, I mean, he just put, excuse me, he just put a techno, like, 135. Five BPM techno like released out two weeks ago. Yep. Followed it up with like a chunky Dirty Bird type song. Dude, he doesn't. You know? So it's, I mean, it is what good music is. Good music across, across the house and techno board. Yeah, I don't like to see that bickering. I agree, Nick. How was that for you releasing on Fair? So I mean, I know Steve is releasing. Oh, that's in the that's past. awesome. I mean, it's like it's like an iconic label, especially being from Chicago. It's like yeah, you know, dude. I remember so. Kind of a funny story how this this song that's coming out, this upcoming song, yeah. got got signed. We were just in the studio. He's like, hey, come by. And, like, Gene Ferris is there. And I'm, like, wet behind the ears of it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Gene Ferris, you know what I mean? Because Steve's known for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in. And then he's like, play some of your music. And I'm like, uh, I'm sitting there like, oh. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, <laughs> I play the first one. And it's like, um, it, it's that, it was actually that track, Mandem, which is like. Oh, love that for, track. But for Ferris Wheel, like, a little too hard. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, so he's, it's, like, you have anything, yeah. he's like, do you have anything chiller? And I'm like, yeah, I have this track that me and Steve did. You know, so then I play um, that one. He's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "This is cool," and I was like, "What, what does that mean?" <laughs> and he literally was just like, "I'll sign that motherfucker." So then I think we came in the next day and we just wrapped it. Yeah, and and that was it. Shout out to my roommate Jordan. Yeah, Jordan he, uh, he did the vocals. the vocals on that. Wow. So that was recorded in our old apartment, like right when we first moved in. That was like the first thing. I, I remember that place. Just, yeah, the party house. Party house. Wow, that's awesome, Jet Black. Yep. Shout out Jet Black, my guy. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's huge. Like, and Gene comes up and Ferris Wheel comes up so often. And it's just like, I just, I really respect Gene more and more every fucking day. Like, for what he's done with that label. And labels these days, there are some that are fucking cookie cutter and there are some that are really trying to push the envelope. And I just want to give a shout out again to to Ferris Wheel. I'm glad you guys got more track coming out there soon. I doubt that will be the last one. Likewise. Yeah. It's amazing. So let's take it back to Solar System, though. Before we talk about the track here, I want to talk about Carson. I know you guys have known him for a long time. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with him? And I know this is a newer label as well. Yeah, label boss Carson, man. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been killing it. He, yeah. He's uh, he's one of the nicest people in this industry I've ever met. And, yeah. like, it's refreshing because, I don't know, like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are just, just come off the wrong way sometimes. Or, like, they're mm-hmm. they're so focused on their own goals that they forget to, like, look back. Yeah. You know? And he's one of those people that was, like, with every step of the process, like, was always helping us out. Yeah. The way he could, you know? Is he head A&R then as well? Yes. he. That's his Runs label. Runs it all. Yeah. As his baby, so damn. And from like, he's one of those people that from every aspect of it, like the artwork, like everything, the aesthetic of the brand, Dude, the merch, so cool. just it's just like yeah. his merch. Yeah. I was like, damn. Every time he sends sends us our artwork, I'm just like, oh, man, so <laughs> sick, you know? he cares. Yeah, exactly, and it shows in everything he does. So, did you guys? So for this Solar System Lime Machine was the first track that came out, paired yeah. with two remixes. Yes. Was that? I mean, how did that work out timeline-wise? Like, how long did you guys have that done? So, I made the track um, the night before. I worked for, like, four hours on my computer. 
<laughs> and I brought it to the studio the next day, and she was like, oh, this is sick. And we just, like, worked on it for another four hours and just finished it. One of those tracks, It was just huh? one of those tracks where, like, the groove was there, and it was just, like, EQ work, and, like, let's make this sound good. Mm-hmm. Dude, the groove on that track is fucking fire. It's yeah. a great, it's it's a great tune. I knew immediately that I wanted Kesmalia to remix, because uh, her and I, we had just worked on something, I, I forget what, she remixed something for me for, I think it was Weejack, I believe, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, Ghetto Blaster's label. Yeah. But... It went down really well, so and she was doing big things as far as I could see on the West Coast, so I was like, why not ask? What's asking going to hurt? So yeah, sure enough, she was like, yeah, this is fucking dope, so I sent her over, and this is, what, this is what I love about her, too. She's one of those just like me, like, I don't need all the fucking stems. Give me the vocal. Let me, ma- let me remix yeah. it proper. I'm not going to reuse all your parts. So. Right. Her remix crushed. Uh, I was very happy with that. Yeah, so. she killed it. So did uh, Carson and uh, Finio. Yeah, They've done an awesome remix of it as well. Really, and that's like little terrace, like little Dude. little darker roller. Yeah. I love playing that I, version. Carson so. has such a way with his fucking kicks. Oh my gosh, he's a good guy. I just I feel like I'm in like an underground basement every single time I hear his track. It could be fucking sun shining in my face, and I can hear one of his tracks. I'm like, no, yeah. definitely. He's, he's Chicago's Eli Brown. Yes, he is. <laughs> Shout out to Carson Solars, yes. Solar Systems, Lime Machine. But we also had Peloton come out with Eyes Everywhere. Yeah. Shout out to the Eyes Everywhere guys. Probably oh, yeah. some of those underrated producers in the fucking game. They're killing it. They actually just had a, a big release with the uh, Nile Shepherd Boys yeah. on rotation. Yep. Wow. And they have another one coming out on Night Service, I believe. With Kaysen. With Kaysen. Friday, yep. yep. So they're Good for them. It. Yeah, they're killing mm-hmm. it. And they had that track with Summit years ago, too. Uh, on it. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Yeah. I was about to start singing. I've been to Montreal. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Baby. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, we got another. Uh, we got two more records that haven't been signed with Eyes Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Getting turned down left and right. Don't worry, I'll play it for you later. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was like a bummer. Um, there was a couple of tracks that I've shopped recently, and it was just like, just hearing nothing. Two, back. Yeah, like, like, that's what kills me. Is like, I'd rather get turned down. I'll take getting turned down. It'll make me go ten times harder. And that's why it's just weird. nothing that hurts. You're so too bad. like yeah. when we the first like five six records we finished and sent out, people were beyond fucking stoked on them. Like, right. Like we had multiple options of where to go with it, and now we have like we're in a weird spot where we have like four like four or five finished tunes, and mm-hmm. it's just like maybe we push the envelope a little too much. I don't know, or you know, but listening back, I'm ha- I'm almost happy because I believe in them, mm-hmm. and I mean. I'm not gonna cater to some fucking dipshit who's been listening, doing AR for two fucking years. Like, I mean, cool. shoot or shoot. You know, yeah. by all means, at least listen to it and tell me no. You know. Yeah. I Nobody know. likes telling people no. Nobody does. Which is a big issue, and then you got and it's. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm sure it doesn't matter to him either. Really, no. that much. I, I, I got to make music to make my art. You know yeah, what I mean, it, I mean, I mean it is what it, yeah. it is. What it is. You might Great not like subject. it, but. Cool. If I like it, cool. I'll I'll play it and ID the shit out of it until <laughs> yeah. un- until people ask me, and then whatever, we'll self release it. But yeah, there yeah, there's I mean, no sense crying over spilled milk. Every opportunity missed is an opportunity potentially that's gained in the future. So we're not going to try to keep like for we're not going to try to force release on anything. But I mean, we do have a fair amount of music that we're having a, a bit of trouble placing right now. But I mean, we'll see. It's still. <laughs> Next year is uh, next year's book programming and uh, label scheduling is still, uh, you know, full through July yeah. now of twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two will be an interesting year. Mm-hmm. The second half too, actually. Yeah. Because I feel like what people 
are making now is what will be released a year from now. And yeah, for sure. I think every sure. time I have somebody on the podcast, well, that's a proficient. Twenty twenty two, I think, is really going to be the uh, the standout year for all the insane COVID productions that everybody's done. That's what I'm done. saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly, it's like one of those things that all these tracks that we. They have already come out. By the time they come out, it's like, oh, this is okay, but I can't wait for these people to hear the You hear what I'm making now. Yes, <laughs> you know? So I feel like from now until July, we have a lot of those songs that we really are excited to come, like have them come out. Yeah. I mean, every release we're excited about, but these are the ones that I feel like we really got to show what we can do. Well, it's you great know? we can DJ again. Yeah, yeah, I, think, exactly. I, I think we got, what, what, like three or four like fully rap, unsigned things right now, but then we have probably 30 to like probably 30 records that are just like half finished that were just like mm-hmm. you know I, let's wait and see before we like finish and you know let's just ma- let them marinate let, let them sit on the computer let's yeah. come back to them when like cuz that's the best is like something might be good and you know you'll close the project and fuck it let's start something new but then when you find that file 8 months down the line <laughs> and you're like all right I could finish this right now in like I'll an hour I know exactly what it means yeah <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best feeling honestly yeah go to the graveyard dig up some fucking bones right <laughs> I love Works. that that's true um okay I gotta ask you about the Brave and Bold uh mm-hmm. by the Moore and the Basura Boys remix did you guys approach this differently since it was a remix I mean you just said no honestly it was about one thirty in the morning Karsten sent a remix pack asked if we wanted to do it I listened to the vocal immediately and I was like absolutely and then I think we it's only sick. spent six seven hours on that six seven too. hours on it and then it was like maybe the vocals really inspire you guys though yeah so like, like, like he's a great fucking vocalist like that vocal was just insane it was, it, it was it's it's so I immediately dope. heard it and I'm like this this needs the Kyle Watson treatment yeah 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 it does have a little box of cats on, like, yeah. and it was, it was like, like we worked on it that night for like six or seven hours, and then and it was like it was like ninety percent fucking done already. Then we were like, <laughs> let's just bounce this, stem bounce it, and then let's just fully mix this down and get it playable. The well, next session, but yeah. the next session never came. Yeah, because th- it was like four days later, and he's like, "Hey, I need it by this week," and I didn't have any time to get into the studio. Neither did he, because we were working all weekend, because we were back into the swing of things. So I literally, I'm up until 3 a.m. on my laptop with my headphones, and like, I don't like to produce on headphones, but I need, like, I didn't have an option. Yeah. So I'm like, I hope this sounds good on speakers, because I didn't even, like, I didn't have a chance to car test nothing. Yeah. So I, I bounced out these stems and I sent them, and I'm like, I hope it sounds good. And then I got the master bag, and I was like, wow. Like it, 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 I think it's, it's one work. of your guys' best tracks, actually. Yeah, I love that one. It's, it, it's, it, 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 pl- it's, it plays very well live. Like, that bass line plays very well live, you know? Yes. That's, that's yeah. like, it's definitely a club track, so. Definitely. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was a weird feeling, because, again, it was a super quick throw together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think I, lay, I laid out, like, the structure and um, warped, because the, the vo- that original track is only like like one fourteen one fifteen. Yeah, it was like a weird BPM. So we had to we had to change the cadence of it fully, and I I think I did all that like before we even got down to like writing baseline and like counter melody that like do 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 you know. Once we got once the intro and the first break was written, the rest of the song just fully wrote itself. I love that. So th- that was really easy to... That's a great feeling. That was one of those. It doesn't happen very often where you're just kind of both on the same page. You know yeah. You know when you you kind of reach the threshold of, like, we're about to overproduce it and, like, fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> or we didn't do enough, you know? There's a really g- fine gray area in there. Yeah. Yeah, you got to kind of just ride the rail on that for, you know, some of the collab sessions. But yeah. that's, that's also a testament to, I think, why him and I work so well together is I'll... Like, he was just in Vegas being a fucking drunkard. 
for EDC weekend. Hey, and then, like, last week he couldn't come. <laughs> last week he couldn't meet. So, like, I started some new, like, like some new percussions and everything. And uh, They're still sending projects back and forth. Yeah, just, Vegas. you know, back, back, and, back, and, back forth. and forth. Like, that, what do you think, so. blah, blah, blah. So. You guys are really about this project right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I told him beginning of last year, like, right in, uh, what was it, like, at, like they're November. beginning twenty twenty one. I was just like, I'm gonna go all in on this shit this year. Like, I mean, as as Steve Gerard, I think I only had like three releases come out this year. Everything else has been Basura Boys, and yeah. we were, I what I mean, we we were close to putting a release out every month. Yeah, this year the only one a couple got pushed back. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. But other than that, we would have one every every. Uh, every is month. this is this a new challenge for you as a producer in, in a way, Steve? I think being as stubborn as I am <laughs> and, like, knowing what I like in the context of a nightclub setting, like, when I'm DJing, like, obviously I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. But in a studio setting, I also have to take into account another person's feelings and input. For sure. Which is, there's no problem in that. We're but both he also, too. But he also knows. <laughs> if I do Chicago something, assholes. if I do something he doesn't like, he has no problem being like, this fucking garbage, bro. Like, no, stop. <laughs> and vice versa. Definitely. You know, we I love those, that. We definitely had those. Well, this will just be a Nick Nice song then. You yep. know, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that, and I'll, I'll get up and be like, "Fine, whatever, motherfucker." And I'll go smoke a cig on the couch. But see, I, I respect and then ten, it. And then ten minutes, ten minutes later, I'll be like, "All right, yeah, let's do this." Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I respect it because you know, you you have those people that you look to for like, um, like, for like critical thinking about this track. Like, what do you think? What are your opinions? And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is cool." I respect the fact that he's like, "No, this sucks. Delete it." Because imagine how many random yeah. paths I would have gone down in the last year if I didn't have somebody, and vice versa, you know? Keeping, like, say, this is good, this isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important to have somebody that you could trust their opinion, and then they're real with you um, at the same time, yeah. you know? Especially with your buddies. You're not doing your buddy as much as people like to say, yeah, support, support your homies. Like, it only takes, like, one click or one like or one share on something to be able to, like, change somebody's trajectory. Mm. Yeah, but also you're not doing your homies any favors by telling them something's good if it's piss. That is fucking cold so, hard truth right there. Yeah. Especially in music too. Like Nick, you mentioned it's it's art, so it's subjective. Right? It is subjective, but there is still a But if you ask for the if you work with a homie, yeah. if yeah. you ask if it's a producer friend, you don't just send like I'm not gonna send a dubstep track to a tech house producer, right? For like, sure. You guys both understand house music and production. So you tell it like it is. Yeah. And you both have made your fair share of mistakes yeah, in production, had your fair yeah. share of successes, and now you're meeting in the middle to create this fucking beautiful thing. Yeah. Sounds about right. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Love it. So you mentioned the the Basura Boys EP on Envied Records. You yes. got another one coming out, too? Um, It's, it's in the works. It's These homies like you, then, huh? Yeah, they're great people, honestly. Yeah. They, they were out here um, North Coast and Arc weekend, so we got to like... Yeah, we could say that shit. But we're gonna, they're going to release another two-track uh, two EP from us. Probably in March. Okay. March is the goal right now. Nothing's on paper, but uh, right before EDC started, uh, I got drunk, and uh, <laughs> I... I uh, so just another day? Life yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I got drunk, and I was like, kind of... I, I had talked to the eyes everywhere, guys, and I was just really fucking pressed that, like, nobody was, like, down to take these tunes, because, like, over 20 huge labels all got back, and they were like... 
this is an amazing record. It's produced super well, but it doesn't it doesn't fit with what's on our current release. It doesn't it doesn't fit the vibe of our current release schedule. And you'll okay. hear it. it's a little it's a little. And I, I understand that completely, but at the same time, it's like, like yeah, you pissed. You know what? Fuck sure. you know. So yeah, I got a little drunk and I might have uh, just sent it over to the Envied guys. To his cell phone, not to email, by the way. <laughs> he he played for him over FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just it was just like, bro, like, do you have any interest in this at all? Yeah. Like, shoot me straight. If not, then we'll go back to the drawing board or just, like, salvage it for parts, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure enough, like, two hours later, he's like, we'll take both of them. So I was like, cool, thank you. Money. Now now this is, now, now I could get this thing out of my closet. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, like... And one of these tracks, to be honest... <laughs> Is my favorite track I've ever made. Yeah, like it's a, like I'll show it to you. I, I I think it's one of our best tracks we've done. Okay, which is kind of crazy. Fuck but, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the I'm first EP is incredible. Like three different sounds here. Terrified, which you mentioned yeah. earlier, definitely has Lime Machine vibes to it. Mandem, you mentioned a little bit quicker. Slapper. Bass house. Definitely yeah. hearing some Nick Nice vibes in that one. And party with Wavepoint, who is the man. And for those that didn't know, former member of Golf Clap. Yeah. Really love what he's doing with this new project. Talented guy, so well known in the industry for just being mm-hmm. a good person too. Um, that one's bouncy and beefy. Yeah. Like- okay, it's time to check out this amazing collab. This one's called "Party" by the Basura Boys and Wavepoint via Envied Records. A little party never hurt nobody. started that and it was like Nick started that one and I saw I started all three of these the day before New Year's Eve like I, I was just like in this weird mood where I was just like chilling in my boxers on my couch and I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna make 12 different ideas today yeah so like I literally 40 40 minutes I get an idea done new project 40 minutes new idea 40 minutes new idea and then I was like Steve what's one of these do you think that we should work on and then we, we worked on a few and then those are the three that came up came of it so that's awesome. It's kind of funny, you know? I was going to ask how they actually, like, repaired together. Yeah, so so essentially we um, we were talking to the Envy guys. They wanted us to do an EP for them. Right? We, had, we, had, we had, here, it was, I remember this vividly. We had, we had gotten, like, 85% done with, like, seven or eight yeah, tracks, I think. And, yeah, like, five of them were kind of booty. But, like, they were at the point where they could easily be fixed and yeah, finished yeah, yeah. and polished up nice. Right. Those were just the three that Envy picked. Yeah, we, set we them let them pick. Like, we no set them, we set them eight. Which three, yeah, like, and then these are the ones we'll finish up. Okay, I like that. Because you, you got really got it, like, But honestly, I prefer that approach uh, when it comes to dealing with a bigger label, especially if a bigger label, if and when they come to If you have that relationship with them. You yeah, know. you know, be like, ooh, I mean, shit, what else you got laying around? Yeah. Then we could just make a quick playlist of bounce. That's, yeah, that's another 
great thing about just not forcibly like forcing finishing a project down your own throat. Yeah. Like if it's not coming naturally, hit fucking render, <laughs> bounce it, put it up in private, just so you have it. Yep. You know, because you, you never know. Uh, eight months down the line, somebody asks you a question. Hey, what do you got laying around? Cool. I'll email this over to you. I mean, yeah. it still needs a little bit of work, and you know, it has to be taken home, but. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Sure enough, nine out of ten times, they'll, any casual listener will appreciate it. That's true. And something I think a lot of people don't understand is if you release on a label, they're doing you a service yeah. as well, right? For sure. So it's up to them how they're going to present your music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard time and time again, you'll send a playlist of tracks, and you're like, I'm going to put the one that I think they're going to love, first two at the top. They pick the third and fourth. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Fuck. It's so funny <laughs> you say that. Like, the songs that like have had the most success for us, yeah. like aren't necessarily our favorite songs. Yeah. You know, but it, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. I'm not the one that's, that's um, I'm not the consumer of it, so who am I? Exactly. Say, and, that's, and that's what a label does for mm-hmm. an artist, is yeah. they give you that outside perspective. Because as an artist, like, you get so attached to an idea that could have happened in your boxers on the couch, right? And in that moment is special to you guys, but the average listener may not know for that sure. moment, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but it is the important thing to understand when you release on labels. It's Definitely. Like, it's, it's up to them. Exactly. Um, but, love it, guys. And it's exciting to hear you have all this new music coming. I mean, I feel like Steve Steve always sends me fucking IDs, but they're just like, Basura <laughs> Boys, Basura Boys, Basura Boys, Basura Boys, Basura Boys. And I'm like, download, 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 download. <laughs> like, I, I'm playing a, a set at Chop Shop on Friday, and I was just like, this is finally like, get to fucking drop some Basura Boys. <laughs> Let's like, go. This Let's is the perfect fucking time. Oh, yeah. So it, it's awesome, and, and that's actually one of my favorite parts about you guys' brain. I know how good of DJs you guys are individually, like very fucking good. I've gone back to back with Nick so many times, seen Steve play a multitude of opening and closing sets. You guys together as DJs is fucking dangerous. It's fun. I'm I'm very very particular with who I play with. Extreme, I know you are. Extremely yeah. And yeah, I will even when it comes to DJing, not only DJing but just as a producer too, like. You're in the studio with hundreds of different people a year. At least I am. But yeah. Nick, Nick's gotten incredible over only like two years. It only took this kid. So he works really I'm hard. super, super happy and proud. Um, I'm proud of him too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Steve's got a heart. <laughs> I, need, I need a screen grab of this. Yeah, no, no, no. He's going to make us cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I... I, I think everything is going well for us right now. Obviously, we're just kind of in the weird waiting game right now. We're in between, like, you know, releases right now. We only have releases scheduled for January, February, and March right now. So mm-hmm. we're still we're still good. We have a big record coming out in December on Slightly Sizzled. Oh, all right. So, yeah, that's going to be a big one. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm super excited. That's, that's, that's gonna Love be Slightly right, so. Sizzled. It's 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 a it's a it's it's definitely our most like underground tech house banger. Yeah. That we've made yet. And that's why I'm saying like you guys DJ sets like you could easily do all original Basura Boys like for sure and get a. Oh yeah, we could easily we we could definitely do like a an hour set right now. Hopefully by the end of the year we could get to like a two hour all original set. What about like I know you guys like played an early set at North Coast, but like, is are you guys just freestyling? I'm I know you are, but 100%. oh yeah, we don't. I'm glad that he agreed to that. Like. We could have a general idea, like, before we'll go into it. And obviously another thing that I kind of wanted to get him into is, like, it's not worth, uh, like, we both have day jobs. We're not trying to play that game of 
oh, here, you guys do it for like 200, 300 bucks. It's like, no, it ain't worth my fucking time. I've been around the block long enough. I'm you not trying to do that shit. Nick's got bills to pay. I got bills to pay. Like, not he's got it. a job. Is making 150 bucks a piece really worth peeling, worth peeling my ass off the couch? <laughs> not really. Or pulling us out of what could be a studio night? Yeah. It's not. So. Yeah. No, and I respect that. We're just in the, the lane right now where we... And thankfully, we're able to pick and choose the things that we want to do, which is, like, it takes people years and years to get to that point. But yeah. now, and it's also trying to gauge, like, being, still being local. I mean, not, like, oversaturating yourself and doing, like, a ton of shows. Like, ideally, next year, 2022, if we could do four or five really good Basura Boys shows that year, I'll be happy. That's what I was gonna say. No, Nick has a Nick has a full DJ schedule himself. Still, yeah. as Nick plays what three four nights a week still. See, I even I've even slimmed down on that. Like I've I took out everything that wasn't house. If, if I if it's not what I want to play and it's not for the rate I want to play it for, I'm saying no to it. And that's Dude. that's what I've said all 2021. Yeah. It was the scariest jump because I mean there was a point where yeah. before still, COVID I had, used to play four or five days a week. I, more than that, we all we, over. Too. We would have like six to eight re- like residencies for be nice. Every single week. And, like, just it's crazy thinking about how much running around we did. And it's it was just, like, I got so sick of it. I, if it's not what I want to play, and it's not paying you, like, if it's not, if I'm not getting paid well, I don't have to chase down people for a check. I want to get paid there the yeah. night of. Anything else, it's, like, it's not worth my time, you know? Like, yeah. I'd rather be in the studio getting better because that's what's going to make that rate go up even higher. Not yeah. chasing down a check, you know? And so, we have the day jobs. I, I said yeah. it, too. I have a day job. Mad respect to you, too, man. I don't want to fucking... I just... Dude... In the beginning, you do that shit because you think it's what you have to do. And to a certain extent, you do. Like, yeah. I mean, how many years combined do you guys have in the Chicago industry right now? Steve, I mean... I have five years since I was 21, so five years. But a know. solid five years, bro. Yeah. God, 18... Yeah, I was going to say 20 18. at least. So, like, connections on every level, personal almost relationships. Tw- almost 20. I'm like, I'm like 16, 17 in. And it takes time. Yeah. Fucking a lot of youngsters on here watch they want it to don't know. happen overnight. There's no miracle cure to no get better. Obviously, like being connected and around the right people helps, but I mean, you still need to have some fucking juice to be able to be considered to have a seat at that table. True. You know, some and and I also like this also goes back to like with SoundCloud and Spotify and all that. Like, yeah, kids will put a record out and. Nice, a million to, you know, one million two hundred thousand people listen to it. Congrats, man, that's huge. But yeah. I mean, did any of them buy the record? Yeah. Who are they? Like, yeah, but like what six would sixteen people buy that? Like, the paying to get on the playlists and then people screen capping that themselves and posting it like, oh, made it to blah 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 playlist. Like, awesome, you paid for it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool. So. If, if if it's if you're not doing it organically, then what the fuck are you doing? Because yeah. cool, you could have a, a million plus plays on all your stuff, but like, and you could tell that to a talent buyer in, you know, Detroit or the people that matter could see you know Minneapolis. You know, the the people say... that matter and the people with, you know, some semblance of an operational like a nightclub operational brain, like they can tell the difference between like what's fake and what is real. You know, so what happens when you book somebody who has 20 songs out all with over a million plays, but nobody's ever fucking heard of them and you sell four tickets, which happens every single week all over the country. This happens. They they have 
a million plays. Oh, wow, a million plays in my first week. Oh, well, two months later, you have a million plays in 74. Oh, wow, they're verified <laughs> on Instagram and have 70,000 147,000 followers, <laughs> but 14 interactions per post? Yeah, wow. it's like... That's crazy. They have more likes on the video than they do views. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my personal favorite. That's crazy. Yeah. How did you do that, so, man? It's, it's, yeah, it's just a matter of not getting, like, it, again... Him and I are both very fucking nonchalant about this. Yes, we don't don't get it twisted. We we, we, we care do a lot, care, but we want it right. to be organic. We want we want this snowball to be built organically. We don't want it to be pushed off a ledge. We want it to keep Dude, rolling. You know, same page. So. All about the longevity. Yeah, man. Yep. And it's a lot more fulfilling when you work for years to hone your craft and build your fan base and the the Sherman the booth, bro. Like, listen, I mean, <laughs> where I was year one was like, what do I have to do to get plays? That shit doesn't fucking matter. Like, if only the people in this room, like, watch this episode, I'm cool with that. Because I'm going to sit on my fucking rocking chair and be like, I remember that conversation I had with the boys at one time. <laughs> and that was great. And Steve said he Definitely. was proud of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have that as, like, my trophy. Yeah, on, exactly. On a highlight reel. Steve like, saying that. It's just like, <clears throat> and you see that fake shit all the time. Right. And it's really easy. And we could probably do a whole episode about But that stuff burns out. You, keep, you keep going. You know it, what doesn't I mean? it doesn't last. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. It doesn't. But I've been asking this question a lot, and I think it's more prevalent than ever right now. And it's just house music where we're at in, as a whole. It is, it is, I don't know the right word for it because it keeps changing every day. It's getting commercialized because it's, it's getting more popular. You know, people like Fisher, Chris Lake, Lane 8, Lee Foss, Green Velvet. To us, those guys are huge, right? But now, those guys are bigger than ever. Oh, for sure. The crossover is crazy. Why do you think that is? This is why I think it is. Okay, when you take a break from your life, right, and yeah. you're, you're home all day, you're not in your car listening to B96. You're on Spotify, you're listening to what you want to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not what everyone's telling you you should be listening to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that let people branch out, got to experience music. You're scrolling through Facebook, you're seeing all these DJs live streaming. Maybe you yeah. tune in and you start liking it. Yeah. You know, things like that. True. Now there's no shows, you can't go to anything, but now there's a drive-in show. And there's a house guy playing. Yeah, and then yeah, you, yeah. maybe you, you know, you have fun with your friends. You're like, wow, that was a blast. Yeah. And you start digging into the scene, you know? Yeah. I think that that has a lot to do with it, like, mm-hmm. indirectly. Um, like, at least from my experience and what I've yeah. seen, you know? I would, but, I would also say that Tech House... Exactly. Tech House yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> is... It's the next logical stepping stone from the commercialized EDM, yep. which would be... Millennium, yeah, uh, you know Porter Robinson, all the shit that you could still hear on your radio, like yep. that's everybody's first kind of nosedive into electronic music. The eighteen year olds that, Zeds, that go to their, their that go to their first EDC, that's what they're accustomed to. That's what they think everything is. You know, they're in the one bubble, but little do they know they could slide over a hundred yards away and, you know expand their mind a little bit. It's true. It's something different. So the next logical stepping point, you know, there's still vocals in it. Everybody's into this big fucking let's take a TikTok vocal or let's take a, a late yeah. 90s, early 2000s hip-hop vocal and put yeah. it over a 4x4. Four four. That's true. Everybody's into that. So that's the next logical stepping point. Mark my words, give it two, three years, the same people that are like frothing over like a very, very, still great music, but very, very basic in other words, what would be considered a DJ tool mm. five, ten years ago. Yeah. Now these are full-on original tracks, and people are appreciating them simply because of a vocal and simple, what? what's the word, simple nostalgia, be like, oh, fuck Sierra. Oh, yeah, like, 
like I you know, know. Is, it's what happens. Three years from now, they're all gonna be banging minimal. <laughs> so I, I, feel like, I feel it coming for Watch. myself. I feel it coming. But I like, love it. Yeah. I don't know when it happened. It's gonna happen. It, it's it's the it's the circle of life. It happens <laughs> happens every five years. Every major influx of uh, of uh, fanship in like viewer bases that come yeah. in new as like new consumers to electronic music. It takes it. They have like a five six year cyclical it. cyclical thing where cool. As long as it's not hard style. Main, main stage. Main stage. Cool. Now you're coming style. back around. Now you're at the tech house loop. Now you're True. making your way into mil- minimal and techno. See where you go from there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I very well said on both fronts. Yeah. I every time I ask that question, I think about like if I ask myself that, why why do I like house music so much more than I used to? And it's because. You go to the festivals back in the day. I go to get fucked up with my friends, main stage, give me Hardwell, give me the loudest big room drop, right? For you sure. know, like year one, two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, like, honestly, I can't party I've like been, that anymore. I've been here before. Yeah. I've heard this before. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm But straight. I still want to go to, I still love electronic music. I still want to go. So where do you sure. go next? So oh. go to the tech house then. Exactly. And you I enjoy can do that. that. Enjoy that for a few years. And I will say, though, the one yeah. thing that tech house is doing right in comparison to when, like, Trap blew up. And the EDM, like, and the the dubstep stuff blew up. Yeah. Is everything, the production value behind all the new Tech House stuff coming out is, l- like, light years away from when, like, yeah. Big Room popped up, mm-hmm. and then it's just a limited... Dude, this... You know? You go back and hear some of these songs, and you're like, wow. If I had a time machine, all I had to do is take fucking four vengeance samples, yeah. and I'd be touring the world. You know, it's like, so true. Like, yeah. We're, 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 like, equipment is at, and speakers, and, like, the actual production systems themselves, yeah. like, mastering. Oh, People just keep getting better and better and better. Sound, sound systems, like, completely outdo themselves every, like, probably 25 months. And they, they'll put out a new product that just, like, takes 50 dumps all I know over you their love last high-end model. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they keep you on your fucking toes, that's right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And one thing, too, is why... The pandemic was an interesting time for house music. You know, a lot of times you show people house music, it's like on a Bose speaker or on yeah. AirPods and shit, right? Which yeah. is why the card test is important. They're like, yeah, this is cool. I don't really, you know, I don't get it. Yeah. You get that shit. When you hear it on a full L acoustic, blow at you live, you're like, I get it. Yeah. Night and day. Night and day. And that's why now everyone's like going to the fucking house shows. I mean, EDC is maybe not the best example, but also it is like... Was there a total mixture of ages, types of people, like at the Martinez Bros? Compared yes. To- and it is, now, here's the cool thing about when you go to EDC. Yeah. Each stage you go to, it's a different genre, essentially. Yeah. And you could feel, like, the different vibes from the stages. Like, it's crazy. Just, really? like, you could just, like, it, now, I'm not trying to, like, generalize or stereotype. Yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Any people of, like, certain music. Yeah. You know, but, like, if you go to the bass stage there, it's just, like, not good vibes. You go to the house stage, it's just, like, <laughs> like, like I felt, like, scared to be there, you know? Like, I feel All like I'm in a long term, yeah. you know? Like, I'm, like, roll them up, you know? Yeah. No, but, like, when you're at the house stage, it's just, like, you can just, like, see the enjoyment in everyone's face there. It's just, yeah. it's just a cool experience, you know? Yeah. I, I, I literally, I was at the, the Neon Garden. I didn't leave it all weekend. You know, Michael yeah. Beebe, uh, Charlotte DeWitt. Sick. Um, Nina Kravitz. Um, who else? Eli Brown. Yeah. Just just amazing, man. And People then, are about it. Oh. They're dancing. And then I'm trying to listen to their songs on my AirPods in the airport. I'm like, wait, this sounds different. You know? Yeah, yeah, back yeah. To what you were exactly. Saying, you know? I know. But I enjoy it when I'm on my AirPods because it takes me back to those visceral oh, moments. Oh, 100%. Experience yeah, you, you fill in all the other stuff, you know? 
So, so what what about Chicago right now, where we're at with house music? We're in a good spot. We're in a real good spot. Steve? I need your honest answer. I I, I mean, I don't know. It's it, I don't think it's I don't think it's really moved. I don't think the needles really moved for me at least at least what I see over the last like three. Well, what years. about Ark? That was so, big. Ark was Ark was huge, and I gotta give props to them and their team. But I like got the Ark hat on right now. Since you and I, since you and I had sat down last during when I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't again outside of yeah what Ark did was great and everything and it was much needed like yeah. for people like Pierre. Uh, Gene, Hiroko, Heather, and all of them they to get their sense. to get their you know they were the best since the weekend you know to get their uh, their shot on a real stage during like for a real time slot and they're fucking and not city. just yeah and I noticed that too that they didn't like just because they're not the biggest name with the biggest followers they didn't get the earliest set time right no no uh, by all uh, everybody got proper positioning uh, on their stages but. That also goes back to this needs to be happening across the board yeah. in Chicago. Uh, a lot of, outside of, I think, you know, Spy Bar, Concord, Radius, Prism, every all the other random little, like, house shows that are being thrown. Like, yeah, maybe they'll fly in a, an out-of-towner, like, a B-lister, like, quick $1,000, like, yeah. good booking still. Yeah. You know, the people that are being included on those bills... They're the people that are, they're DJs, I mean, they're open format for, for pay. They like to say, mm. you know, my open format gigs pay for my underground dreams is a, is a, a good way to look at it. I haven't heard that. Now on, good, the flip, yeah. now on the flip side, cool, you might want to be known as a house DJ or in our realm. Right. But, I mean, in my eyes, you don't get a seat at this table until you put the work in, you know? If you're gonna If you're going to go play four or five days open format, do your thing. Play EDM, one two three jump. Go for it, man. Do it. But don't expect. But don't try to undercut me or anybody else that's put the time, the energy, and the work in by undercutting a fee just so you can get on a, a show bill. You know. Yeah. It's happened to me plenty of times where people would ask me to play a show, and I'd be like, "Sorry, I got to pass. I don't think I'm gonna fit on that." Now, here's who I do think fits, mm-hmm. and you could pass. You could pass off on to other people. So I, I, it's always going to be there. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to happen or I'm going to do something about it. Like, I'm not because it's not my business, but it's a bad look. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And I ain't going to respect you for it and I ain't going to hang out with you and I ain't going to fuck with you. But, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. But overall, I will say... It's an interesting point, Steve. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that definitely is the vibe. I mean, I've had people that I've booked, they find out what the pay is for the place and they go to the owners and they're like, hey, I'll do it for half. And the owners tell me, and I'm like, and it's people that you wouldn't expect that are closer to you than you would think. And I'm like, really, that's how it is. But you know what? People like that, they don't last. But I will yeah. say the house music in Chicago is. Yep. And I've noticed that. Producers here. But not even that. Just like all the clubs, everywhere's house. All these places that used to be hip-hop, you know. Yeah. There's places where that would only be hip-hop. You, you go there and you play a hip-hop song. like, what are you doing? Play yeah. house music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I love that. I love that it's becoming more Five mainstream. Five years ago was Total opposite. It's crazy. Well, you're playing house music, there's no vocals? Yeah. Play hip-hop. I love it. I love it, though. I dig it. Do you think because of that, maybe those, what you're talking about, Steve, the Sierra, Matt, I I call it open format house. You know, when you kind of trick people with these layered vocals into a tech house drop, that is very acceptable 
at many places that it did not. Oh yeah, and I'm not mad at it. By any, I'm not mad at it by any means. Again, all that's doing is bringing more eyes onto the genre. Exactly. I don't mind it whatsoever. Oh, totally. I know what you mean. You know, but I I'd hate to I'd hate to see it go the way of kind of the way open format rap went. Yeah. Where it's like now we're gonna you walk into a bar and they're appropriating tech house and all you hear is the same 14 fucking oh. the same 14 like 2003 acapellas over you know it's you yeah. know exactly what I'm getting at like, I'd exactly. hate to see it go the same route as like when EDM first like kind of started inflating its bubble that's the and I think that's the good and bad thing about this new track do it to it a craze yeah. Nick and I both love the drop. Love the track. Fucking slaps. But, but it like, opened up Pandora's box. Now Zed is mashing up the fucking Squid oh, Game on. with that track, and I'm like, no! I thought the house heads got that track. Fuck! I shit you not, I had two people today at 10, 16 a.m. send me the same video. <laughs> you like, know what I'm talking bro, about? Same thing happened to me! Two people. I was like, no way. They're like, like, you should get this mashup. I'm like, I'm not going to play that fucking <laughs> mashup. Nick's been playing that for like fucking eight months now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to see Zed play it. <laughs> During a dr- during a drone performance, like what the f- where the fuck am I right now? <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah, I thought you made crying music, Zed. Yeah. yeah. No, but he's he, hopping on. Prop props to Acre. Like that's that's an insane. Track. Exactly. I'm just afraid of like how many of those style tracks are going to follow. That and I think that's what I was you alluding know? to with Steve's point too. Is like I we needed that track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. House music needed that track because for sure. That could be played at, I don't know, like anything it could be that was this year's losing it in quotation marks yep you know what i mean yep that was the 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 track that got people that weren't in house music into house music yeah i would agree and again i'm not being a debbie downer it's every year house music needs a track like that it really does we need the shit but please don't appropriate it yeah 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 (laughs) like don't that doesn't mean every pretty that doesn't mean all of you go home and download fucking napster Top top five hundred Napster acapellas and try to f- fit it into four by four. Like that's not what I'm saying, but I just please. I just uh, thought about the viruses. Yeah, that's how you get your acapellas. Just you know what I meant. I, it's just a shitty reference, but I have a acapella website for you. Is it acapellas for you? No, that's enough. <laughs> I still got an account from them. Shit, you can get some good stuff off there. Yeah, I just went recently through like all the things I'm subscribed to, just because I was like, I'm getting too many fucking emails, and it was like mp3 midi or like all these ridiculous <laughs> things like year one where it's like you could search like any track and it would give it to you in like garage band yep. and it would sound like the fucking smurfs playing a song but i'm like <laughs> the there's the midi there's the fucking midi yeah. to viva la vida sick like i'm subscribed to all those and i'm like i have got to remove yeah. my it sounds like one of those little twist pianos yeah so <laughs> bad it's so bad but you know that first year in production is so much fun like you're playing around with presets and like plugins and everything so is just like whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's so exciting to just like do the endless repetition thing, even though what you're making is like horrible. Fucking yeah. trash. It's still fun <laughs> to learn how everything works and you're rewiring and you're and, yeah. you know, and, and you're patching and it's just, it's, that's the best way to learn. Yeah, I feel like that's the, how it goes is like, you get this inflated ego, like, oh, you figured out, you think you just made a banger. Like, you've been, you've had Ableton on your computer for three hours. And you're yeah. Like, I, I made it. You're looking for agents, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> easy. <laughs> and then, then, then you like, as you learn, you just realize that like, wow, I'm not shit. 
and then you're back down here. And it's like yeah. the loss of your ego in yeah. the music game, you know? That's true. And then anytime you learn something, it's like this new world opens up, and you're like, wow, I know nothing again. Yep. You know, and it's just a, through. a constant... Every, every day he sits down, he learns something new. Every single time I sit down and open Ableton, I won't even start a new session before I tinker. Yeah. Throw fucking... Throw 20 different, you know, VSTs into a rack. Do some sound design. Do some it. weird sounds. You know... Yeah, you know, do some stuff like Parallel, that. Parallel, try and try a bunch of different shit within that, uh, you know, waves table. You know, just mess around. Yeah, all you got to do is hit delete. <laughs> it's true. That's I was just about to ask you guys a piece of advice for producers. Yeah. Sounds like tinker with stuff. Save try as and tinker. collect all, and save as your best Facts. fucking friend. Yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> Send your music to the people who are going to tell you the God's honest truth. Yeah, no, and if that. and if a label says no to your song. <laughs> Rename the file and send it two months later. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, this is kind of catchy." I Stick have my not own. heard that strategy. Somebody, I forgot who said Gene it. Gene Ferris told me yeah. about this. Yep. He, Gene, yeah. Gene, this has happened to Gene several times. Where he's gotten <laughs> he's gotten tracks singles turned down from some of the biggest labels in the world. He goes, "Oh, I just fucking slapped a new name on that motherfucker and resent it two months later." And they and it's like it. it's already in their head now. So they're like already kind of like familiar with it. Like, oh, this is kind of catchy. Not realizing wow. that they already heard it. Game changer. That's smart. Yeah. You must have thought of that when he was really high, because yeah. that's fucking next Yo, level <laughs> shit. I well, couldn't. Well, that's not something sober people <laughs> come up with, yeah. Thanks, Gene. <laughs> Papa Gene. Fuck yeah, boys. So, okay, so what can you tell us about that's coming out? We've mentioned an EP. We've got some coming out in December, January, right. February, March. December, we have a single called Futura Maxima. That's coming out uh, on the 22nd, I believe. 29th of December on Slightly Sizzled. Then January 27th, uh, we have My a... birthday? We have a... Uh, so, yeah, the 27th uh, uh, collab with Tombs coming out oh, on... Oh, dude, I'm, that track is Wheel. fire! We got some yeah. new collabs, too, there. Yeah, nasty um, so. March, we have the EP, hopefully, coming out... Uh, on Envied, one of them, one of the tracks is a collab with Eyes Everywhere, and the other is what was the other one? Uh, don't leave me. Uh, another single from us, and then we have collaborations. We have another one with Eyes Everywhere. Uh, we have one in the works with Niall Shepard. Uh, uh, Ron Carroll. We have a dope collab with Ron Carroll. We got some awesome. Yeah, we have a, a single with Ron that's finished. Yeah. That we haven't shopped yet. Oh, man. We're going to let him take the take the cake on shopping yep. that one. Okay. So. Ron just had a defected uh, Voices of House Music compilation that came out today, so... Dude, I saw that. Yeah. He's... Ron's the man. It's Papa. He is. <laughs> Fuck yeah, boys. But, um... Well, congratulations on everything. Yeah. Thank you. It's always a pleasure sitting down and talking with you guys. The best. On a, on a personal note, I'm a, I'm a huge Pursuer Boys fan. I appreciate you. We're, we're a big uh, Sherman the Booth fan. I do. I, I listen to all your podcasts, this. you know? I appreciate that, and, uh... You guys have been there since the beginning and believed in me, and I feel like here sitting now, like I can feel us all kind of leveling up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, for sure, the studio six. So I might feel like that. But. There's something in the air. There's something Half in the air. It's me. <laughs> yeah, no, you put your Crocs on now, so it's a little bit better in here. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, fuck yeah, boys.